We all know the cautionary tale of the tortoise and the hare, but what does that actually look like in life and business? I'm Jess, somatic strategist and creator of Generative Profit. I'm Sam, psychotherapist, coach, supervisor, and facilitator of permission. And together, inside this podcast, we're combining our experience in business and expertise in mindset, strategy, and the nervous system to bring you real, raw, and deeply nuanced conversations, lessons, and perspective shifts that'll support you to strip back the layers of conditioning you have around traditional success and heal your relationship with your business, worth, work, and money so you can soften into success, exhale as you expand, and create a life and business filled with riches and richness. If you're ready to dance in the slow and actualize the knowing that it's from this place you'll collapse timelines and create sustained momentum toward the income, impact, presence and pleasure you desire, then pour yourself a cuppa and get cozy because this is for you. Welcome to the slowdown. There is this popular school of thought and a lot of business owners who talk about the need to separate our business from our personal lives. And I often see business owners kind of celebrating that they've had a lot going on in their lives and they've still been able to, you know, show up super consistently and not had what's going on in their personal lives impact their business at all. And I really want to celebrate and honour those humans that that is how they're able to, you know, blend business and personal life. But I also wanted to speak to that not being true for all of us. Um, and that it's not true for myself. For many of us, our business is deeply personal and what's going on in our personal lives and, and what experiences we've had throughout our lives, including our childhood, does kind of show up in the way we do business. And some people can bracket life and really separate life from the business more than others. And we really want to have this conversation today to bring this conversation to our community that it's not about making one person right and the other person wrong, but there, there are differences in the way we need to show up and some people are able to bracket life and separate life from business more than others. And that's okay. You know, um, we're all human and we all have different needs in the way we show up in business and life. Mm, I I am with you, Sam. I'm definitely in the experience that business is really personal and for me my personal life does affect my business just like my business affects my personal life and I when we started to delve into unpacking this concept for ourselves and listing out all of the ways that business truly is personal I think it's just been so illuminating as to to why and like you say like you can kind of I've, I've certainly seen some people that have navigated some really big things and still been so onto it with all of the things in their business and it sometimes does create a little bit of like self-doubt and self kind of questioning of well what's wrong with me why can't I do that and yeah I I'm so just excited that we're able to unpack this deeper and have these conversations for anyone who maybe has ever felt like, why can't I just show up? Why can't I just do the things? Why can't I follow and execute like X, Y, Z other person that I've maybe seen online? This this episode is hopefully going to be really, really nourishing and supportive for you to start to maybe gain a deeper awareness as to some of the things that might be playing out and how 
your nervous system, your mindset, your beliefs, your past experiences are all brought to the table and activated and online as you grow your business. Yeah. And I can even think of like one thing that's special about this conversation is that Jess is going to bring in the strategy element as well, because I can think of someone in slow who's had a lot going on in their personal life and felt at times quite distracted but their business has still been doing beautifully because Jess has like really supported them with the strategies that they don't have to show up all the time. So I think this is a really, this is a both and conversation that business is personal and strategy also really matters. And I'm excited to have this conversation with you, Jess, because I think you add like this whole extra strategy lens as well, which is really important. Yeah. Well, and I think conversely, like we, it, it goes both ways, right? We could yeah. talk all day long about strategy and then wonder why it's maybe not working or why there is that challenge to execute. And that is where you come in with the skills that you provide as a psychotherapist and mm. can really see, you know, what's below the, the action, right? Or the inaction, what's actually driving that. And for us to then meld and blend and support it with that whole person approach that's supporting the human and the strategy, it it has been, like you say, we've seen incredible results where people have been navigating a lot of stuff and still really kind of simply and effortlessly growing their business in really beautiful ways. Yes. Yeah, it is a beautiful way to support people. So the, we couldn't really cover this without talking about launching just as an example so in terms of one of the reasons that business is so personal is because we have to stretch our edges um and you know obviously there's different types of stress there's like healthy and unhealthy stress but a big part of what we're doing as business owners is trying to build our capacity trying to increase our window of tolerance so that we can actually Uh, expand how much risk we're willing to take, expand how much um, stress we can experience. And so launching is a classic example of that. We had a beautiful discussion with a client in Slow who was kind of about to launch a new program and she was saying like, what if I put in all this work? What if I put in all of this effort and it's not worth it? You know, and even as seasoned business owners, you know, we've, we can have the 50K launches, but we've also had like the launches where it hasn't worked out. So we've both experienced that sense of, hey, I put a lot in and it didn't all work out how I'd hoped. And so a big part of the personal work that we do in slow is really looking at self-trust and really looking at that innate sense of self-worth knowing that you're enough no matter what happens in your launch because that can make you feel so much safer like and we never want to like um do kind of the whole toxic positivity vibes of like brushing over if someone ever has a, a hard launch like we've both been there and we have to acknowledge like the sense of loss and disappointment that's there but we can team that up with like revising the strategy making sure that like deep down, you know, that you're good enough, regardless of the the results of your launch Um, and really expanding your capacity so that you can, you know, show up in a launch and take those risks. Mm. And I think conversely too. So like there's that risk taking 
and stretching your edges and doing uncomfortable things. I mean, being a leader is always going to require you to make hard decisions, maybe have difficult conversations, be kind of a bit of a trailblazer in your message. And, you know, all of those things are a little bit, well, can be a little bit scary and can be a little bit stressful. And so building that that capacity to take those actions and to not get as activated every time you do is so powerful. And on the mm-hmm. other side of the launching coin too, I also see the capacity in, oh my goodness, can I hold this level of expansion? So like, what if I sell out? What if I have, you know, X amount of clients that I then, you know, I'm supporting or all of a sudden all this money that I'm then responsible for stewarding. And while it can sound kind of funny to think that that's a um, quote unquote problem that people are experiencing, if you haven't built your ability to receive and hold that level of clients, that level of money, it can feel really dysregulating for your nervous system and can also trigger patterning and stress and is important as well to look at both sides of the spectrum because sometimes we can see this really self-sabotaging behavior when the underlying thing is like can I actually do this and that like imposter syndrome almost so to speak of like will I actually be able to follow through will I actually be able to deliver results and um, yeah it's just really interesting to see how our our bodies and our minds can come into play so much just in like one example here of launching. Mm. And sometimes this is why the the personal work is so important in business because I've had mums in business say to me like, oh, I'm scared to grow my business too big because what if it actually like stops me from spending time with my kids? And, um, you know, there's often fears that are untrue but that we need to kind of unpack and and work with to be able to move through them Mm. and I think you know in addition to stretching edges another way that business is really deeply personal is that our patterns and our relationships to work are going to show up inside of our business so we may have a tendency to overwork and so there's uh, and that was certainly for me my experience that working was almost my like coping strategy for life. Whenever things felt hard, whenever I wanted to avoid feeling feels or whatever, I just kind of worked and I dove in head first. And I often give the example of like, had I chosen alcoholism as my like strategy for coping, it would have been something that people intervened in versus I chose work and poured myself into it. And so instead it was really, like glorified and celebrated and like, oh, look at you go doing all the things. And, um, you know, and it, it still was a really unhealthy relationship to work and working. It wasn't because I was fueled and desired to be doing the things. It was like, I was actually just avoiding other stuff that was going on in my life. Um, and so like kind of noticing where those functions are. And even now for me personally, again, like these patterns are, more about like like that level of perfectionism and going like where can I just let enough be enough and get it out rather than continuing to over edit over refine overdo the things and again that leads me in that pattern of overworking as opposed to just done out the door moving on and 
you know, back into like life and other things. And yeah, I think that that, that can work in one side. And then on the other side of the coin, we have like the underworking because mm-hmm. when you are your own boss and there's no like set work hours, like it's, there's, there's so many amazing things about it and harnessing the flexibility and deconditioning from corporate is so great and so important, but sometimes there can be this full pendulum swing in the opposite direction mm-hmm. where people are so prioritizing like their space and rest and renewal and recovery that they're not actually getting anything done and creating a lot of like procrastination. So yeah, it's, it's, it's both. Like it can be either side of the equation there. Yeah. And do you find with your nervous system work that sometimes that means people are in a bit of a freeze state? It's almost like they don't know what to do or they're not as confident as they were when they're in their corporate roles. So they just end up kind of frozen in fear rather than taking the action Yeah, I mean, there certainly can be a lot of overwhelm when people are growing their business and at every stage because every stage of growth, so whether you're growing from like startup to your first six figures, whether you're going six to multi-six or multi-six to seven, there are really different layers and levels of strategy, of tech, of leadership and team management, of you know, the way that you market that changes and evolves at each of those different stages and your priorities change and evolve. And so it's it's not like, oh, great, I just beat the overwhelm and get going and start my business. And now I'm like on my merry way. It's every kind of new stage is going to bring up new things for you or bring up the same patterns at a different mm-hmm. level, at a deep, deeper layer to be supported. And and like you say, it's, it's understanding, well, what's actually playing out in my nervous system here. And based on that, like if I'm in a freeze state, can I bring in first and foremost, like some safety and regulation to myself? And then from there, can I start to take some gentle action? Can I start to take some gentle momentum Um, versus if we're in that fight or flight state where we're constantly doing things, like can I expel that energy first and foremost but maybe in a healthy way like go for a quick run put on a song and like do a dance like let some of that energy move and then start to like introduce a bit of calm a bit of rest a bit of slowness and and knowing that like neither of these are inherently good or bad as well I think like it's really important that if we're in fight or flight, obviously that's an unhealthy expression, but some level of fight or flight is like, it's that activation energy to get us into momentum. Mm. Um, the same as like freeze, obviously we don't want to be frozen, but some level of activation in our parasympathetic nervous system in a healthy expression is going to support us to rest and renew and replenish. And so, yeah, really kind of not making them wrong, but starting to be this, mindful observer of your body and what it's communicating to you and I think it's about being aware and almost choosing like I've been in a bit of fight or flight this week because it's like the last week before Christmas I kind of set myself a a deadline so that I can have a really spacious January and I felt really activated but hey I was sick and like not doing a lot of work for like quite a few months so for me it's felt quite good to have this deadline and to feel that activation. But I think the point is that I realize that I'm in that in that state. 
and I know what I can do to kind of help myself wind down at the end of the day. So it's it's also that awareness, isn't it? And like kind of almost being able to choose or, or um, be mindful of what state you're in and use it to benefit you. Totally. And I think that brings up a really important point. Like a lot of people can get this misconception that the goal is to always kind of be like perfectly harmoniously balanced mm-hmm. and not in like any sort of activation. And that's not actually helpful. Like the whole process of stretching your capacity is through stress. It's like we build muscle by lifting weights, like we're putting our yeah. muscle under stress. And so there are going to be seasons that are going to be more, I guess, high stress than others. And it's how are you supporting yourself during those seasons and knowing like you just yeah. so brilliantly modeled. It's like, yes, this week or last two weeks might be a little bit more activating, a little bit more stress because there's the, the deadline of Christmas and switching off. But then when we go into knowing that we're about to have this really spacious January, we're going to kind of return to that rest and repletion. It's it's okay. Like it's it's not the end of the world. It, the problem is, is when stress is your default setting and fight and flight your default setting 24 seven, 52 weeks of the year. Yeah. Or if you can't switch, like I am really good at knowing when it's time to activate and when it's time to work, but also being able to wind down and go to, I often go to bed quite early when I've had those really full days. I need more rest. So if you get to a point where you're having trouble falling asleep, then you want to look at your relationship to that. We wanted to interrupt this goodness for a moment to share with you we are currently enrolling in the next cohort of the Slow Mastermind. Think exhaling as you expand, softening into success and inviting in both peace and profit as you create a life and business filled with richness and riches. Unlike most masterminds that either support your heart or your head, Slow is a space where both are held, a space where strategy and embodiment are woven together to support your whole self through all the seasons, especially the messy ones. A soft space to land in your business, love your life and lead bravely for results in a way you never knew were possible. A space where slowing down is the catalyst for the abundance around you speeding up. Slow is the table of women we want to circle up with and share in the journey of consciously creating a deeply impactful business that doesn't cost you your life and still generates a healthy profit. Perhaps it's the table you've been searching for too. If so, we'd love you to apply. Head to theslowmastermind.com for more information. To help you kickstart your journey to slow, sustained success, when you apply before the 31st of January, 2024, you'll receive two bonus one-on-one calls, one with Sam and one with Jess. Plus, you'll get access to monthly group coaching until the mastermind officially commences in April. The, the, the other way that we've kind of looked at the personal and the business in slow is looking at our relationship to our business. And one of the beautiful women in slow like said to us, like, I have now healed my relationship to my business because she had this real kind of rule around only being, only allowing herself to work on her business, like for one week and then having a week off and all of these rules that were kind of stopping the flow and the momentum. And so we've really looked at experimenting that's something that we do with our clients in slow like we invite them to try experiments of different ways of being in the world and she's now working on her business in a more kind of steady way and really change the way she relates to her business like almost the 
the identity of the business and the the way she relates to it. So that's really important as well, the relationship that you have with your business. How do you see your business? Is it something that you, you've like fallen in love with and, um, yeah, you deeply enjoy it or is it something you're like, oh, I don't want to work today? Like how do I force myself to work? So I think that's another important element of the personal work, isn't it, Jess? Yeah, and it, it's it's something that you know is getting more and more traction as we start to see many people talk about business as being its own entity and something that we get to kind of show up and co-create in partnership with. And I, I really like that approach too because it takes all the pressure off you to come up with everything and to perform. Yes, it still might be you in the execution, but like there's just something really empowering about knowing that like your business has its own entity and energy around it. And also, um, yeah, I think it takes some pressure off the business too. Sometimes it can be really unhealthy and unhelpful when we have huge expectations on our business to like do certain things. And when you think about it as a relationship, like how... Like you wouldn't, if in our friendship, right, Sam, like I wouldn't just like show up and expect you to support me all day long, every day and like make my life good without ever listening to you and stories about your family and what's going on in your life and, you know, devoting to you and sharing you with love and compassion and kindness. And it's kind of the same when you start to think about your business as an entity, like really think about like your business. And also you can apply this to money um, because it works really well as well. Like when was the last time you just showed up for money or just showed up for your business? Not because you were trying to extract a specific result, but because you just wanted to play with it and connect with it and have fun with it and see what was there. That is like such a subtle thing. And again, if you've been so conditioned to here's my to-do list. I just get to my desk each day and work through the to-do list because ABC equals XYZ results. It's going to sound like, oh, that's just like such a waste of time. But when you do slow down and do this, like you will be surprised with how many insights that come through, how much more ease and pleasure is brought to the actions that you do take because you are in this harmonious relationship. And the same with money. Like, do you just open your bank account and check in on money and be like, Hey, I see you there. How are you? And really build that relationship with money as opposed to like, Oh, there's never enough. Here's a bill. Like I'm always spending money. Why is it always going out? Never come. Like whatever the story is that you tell yourself, just really think about how, how that relationship looks because we know that our nervous systems and the way that our bodies work is deeply relational and so if we can bring that relational element and notice like where does your body feel expansion or contraction in relationship with your business or in relationship with your money it's going to kind of create the bridge and show you the pathway to kind of healing the parts that are activated or dysregulated around your business or around money but also um be the catalyst and show you the parts that feel really expansive so you can continue to lean into that. Mm, And I love the way you talk about like paying your bills with like joy and gratitude and like there's some real like tangible actions that you can do to shift those patterns. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes we can think that, you know, the personal work has to be these huge changes, but we often work with like the 1% shifts in slow 
So I think that's a really beautiful example. The other area of like business being personal that is, you know, like obviously something we have to approach with a lot of gentleness and a lot of training and professional development ourselves is the impact of trauma and like our adverse childhood experiences or just any early experiences uh, that might be showing up or like coming to the surface of how we show up in our business. And like, just for an example, a client of mine who was, she was a mum in business and she was having so much trouble with visibility, so much anxiety and fear around showing up online. And uh, like, I knew this person very well. So there was a lot of safety in the, in the coaching container, but when we unpacked it, there was some childhood trauma from her that she kind of never connected that to her fear of visibility, but there was this really clear link around um, when I did show up as a child, like it caused major traumatic problems. And, and now I'm so scared of showing up and, and being visible. And so sometimes we do need to, I'm not a big fan of trauma being marketed as like, this is something everybody has to do uh, to, to work on their business because I don't believe that's true. And I also don't think that it's always supportive to like, like definitely no forcing of clients to address trauma, but there are times when it's appropriate and it will come up naturally and safely that actually their trauma is showing up in the way they, you know, show up in business. So I think that's really important as well. Mm, I I think it's a huge one to be really aware of and mindful in yourself. And, and sometimes these can be blind spots. So it's not necessarily something that's happening at a cognitive conscious level that you're like, oh, because X, Y, Z happened in my childhood, I'm struggling to do this. Like it might just be this continuous pattern or triggering that happens over and over or like an example of that client, just like this aversion to visibility. And so if you're constantly beating yourself up and being like, why can't I do the thing? Like it, it, maybe something deeper that's at such a subconscious level. And as Sam said, it's going to take a lot of safety and support. And whether that comes from your coach, whether that comes through somatic nervous system work, whether it comes through a therapist, um, those sorts of things are going to help support you to address things in a safe, gentle way. And for you to then connect the dots and you may, for example, work with and I I know there was a period in time where I was doing a lot of therapy uh, myself and I would connect dots in therapy and then be able to bring some of those things to my coaching relationship at the time and go well like this is what I've realized in therapy and I can see how this, this is playing out in business because you know often everything touches everything and so yeah it's just just really it still blows my mind honestly how much our path can really impact our present and in ways that you just, just don't always, it's not like a linear X, Y, Z scenario that you're like, Oh, if this happened, then you're going to struggle with this. Like our, the way our brains develop and the way uh, as children, we make meaning of things that uh, another person, like even another sibling could interpret completely different and have a completely different um, reaction or like non activation around it is just so mind-blowing but also I think like another layer to that or another element is also your present emotions Mm. so like when 
you are going through things in your current day as well. That mood, I, I don't know about you, Sam, but I know it's not super easy for me to just be like, oh, I'm feeling really sad about this loss that's happened in my life. And then to just mm. like stuff it down and put a smiley face on Instagram and be like, I'm all good. Everything's great. Like, <laughs> um, and, and as you said, some people are really, really good at that bracketing and others aren't. And so there are times and seasons where it, it might actually be supportive to to kind of take a step back from being super visible in your business. And that's where I think one way that strategy can really support you is if you have built really solid, really robust foundations in your business, mm. then your business's infrastructure is there to hold you when you need to be held and to mean that your business can continue to operate, can continue to have a layer of visibility to have a layer of nurturing and selling without you needing to be present in those difficult life moments or like the joyful life moments as well. Cause emotion is also like joy. And like, mm. I want to be off because there's a new baby born or there's mm. a wedding or like whatever celebration as well. Mm. And I think there's something about like, being able to be present in your life through the messy middle, through the joyful parts and trusting that your business is going to still be operating behind the scenes. And that's something that Jess is so skilled at um, supporting her clients with from a strategy point of view. And it's also about, I guess, making sure that when you make decisions that you're making them when you're in a certain emotional state. So I like, for example, I went through a rough period with my thyroid where my mood was really flat. And there was a part of me that was like thinking about my business and going to make some really big decisions. Um, and then I brought it back to hang on, Sam, like this isn't the right time. This isn't the right emotional energy to be making decisions, you know, wait until your health is better and your mood is better. And that's so important as well that um, from a strategy point of view, that if you've made decisions and you've made plans, it gives your mind a break from making decisions when you are going through a rough time. Mm, yeah. And I mean, I, I remember that period and there's like that whole, when you are in the hard moments, like, do I just burn it all down? Do I just go back to work? Do I like, we all have all of those moments. Um, you, no one, I don't think anyone is immune and yeah, just being able to go, okay, this is just part of the season and yeah. it's not necessarily a reflection of how I feel about my business and, you know, like like all things. I think the, this too shall pass is like the mum mantra, the business mantra. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's everything is is so temporary. And this is a big thing to make sure that we know what problem we actually need to solve. Because for a while I was thinking that I had a business problem, but I was like, no, actually my health and what's going on in my life is what's challenging me. Um, my business is actually supporting me. Like, you know, so um, I think it, it, it is paying attention to, yeah, what you're focusing on as well. Mm. Yeah. And I think the last element that we really identified in and we've kind of touched on this in this conversation is like bracketing certain mm -hmm. aspects of your life versus when to lead with vulnerability and I know Sam that you have 
a lot of frameworks around this and insights around the nuance of when this is really helpful and how you can kind of interweave the two. Yeah, I um I think that it's really nuanced and moving from psychotherapy to coaching has really shifted how much I share. Like as a psychotherapist, we're often trained to not share a lot with our clients. But however, self-disclosure can be really powerful. So for me, the the main framework that I find supportive is if I'm if something personal is going on in my life and I'm feeling like called to share it with a client, I check in with myself, like, why am I sharing this? Is it because I think it's going to support them or is it because I need to, to um, vent about this or to receive support? And that is really important. And that's something that I think you need to have a lot of skill as a coach to be able to hold that uh, because there, you know, there is a real balance or a dance then, I guess, between when to be vulnerable and share something and when to bracket it. And my personal approach, and this isn't like a right or wrong approach, it's just works for what works for me, is I generally don't share things with clients until I've moved through it. Because sometimes if we share things with them um, and we haven't moved through it, then um, that might affect how they feel they can show up for us. But that's very nuanced because I also know clients who really appreciate it when their coaches share that they're in the messy middle of something. So it's always just making sure that you're being ethical and that you're holding the client like first um, prioritizing them front and center with what you're sharing. Mm, I find this one so fascinating um, to even reflect on my own experience with this too. And again, like sometimes it's, it's so conflicting, right? The messaging we get is either like share everything as you're going through it. Cause it's great content. And yeah. on the other end of the spectrum, there's like, don't just like use your platforms as like your, you know, soapboxes to get on and like vent and have everyone need to hold you and keep it professional and whatever professional looks like and depends on how you've been conditioned. Um, And and there is such a spectrum in between that. And like, I remember I used to always feel like I needed to have an answer or a resolution or like some way of tying it up in a bow before I could ever share anything. Like that was, I don't know, just some personal rule that I had somewhere along the lines implemented. And like you say, like there's actually so much power sometimes in sharing it Mm -hmm. in the process, as long as it's not just I'm here to like get some extra attention or like have someone hold me or whatever. Like that's what your therapist, that's what your coach is, that's what your own support team is for. But if it's more of a like, hey, you know what, this is something that I'm going through so I can relate to this experience and it's really making me think about X, Y, Z differently, then that's actually something that can be really, really helpful. Um, Yeah. But without the expectation that your community is going to solve a problem for you. Exactly. Yeah. One of my coaches this year, when I was struggling with being a mum of two and some of the mum kind of life stresses, she kind of disclosed that she was going through a similar thing with her young um, child. And, and I found that really supportive. I think it's just thinking about it through the lens of your client's experience and whether they're going to find it supportive or like maybe a bit distracting and unhelpful. And, and yeah, you just need to have a really good relationship with your client where you know them really well and you you know where they're at yeah yeah and so I think I get all of this to say that there are so many ways as you've just heard that 
how you show up within your business, how you take action, all of that is so um, impacted by your past, by your your whole self as a human, your nervous system, your health, your vitality, your life circumstances, your emotions, um, your mindset and beliefs, like it all plays a part. And so that's, you know, why, really why we believe it's so important to honor the whole person inside mm. of the business and not just focus on the business. Like that all said, business requires strategy a hundred percent as, as a, a strategist, like in, but into my core, like that is always going to be something that's there to lead with. And I know it is so important. Like the strategy is absolutely useless unless the person is supported in the process and having a strategy that is not just something that's taken off the shelf and given out to everyone is going to be the thing that is the catalyst, like having a strategy that is designed to meet you where you're at, that's built bespokely around you so that it's something that you can actually implement and something that you can use to generate results in a way that feels good for you. That's like honestly where the magic happens and like why we have created so why we have teamed up with our two kind of various skill sets to really weave this together to hold the person and the business to support that momentum with more ease to support you to feel more nourished in your business to generate results in a way that feels so supportive to you and your life and your version of success and satisfaction however that looks Mm. And I do think it, it's not just that business is personal, but the strategy supports the personal. So there's this beautiful like feeding of the two. Like when we make the strategy with someone like Jess, who's so person and human centered, that supports the person. And then we have the person being supported in, to implement the strategy as well. And yet that's exactly why we created this slow movement, isn't it, Jess? Because we really believe that they are all interconnected and we had a funny question when we first launched the mastermind like what we won't say who asked but that was like why why is a therapist um gonna co-facilitate a business mastermind like they they were kind of like just like I don't get it um and we hope that this episode has kind of answered it a little bit like obviously uh, we could run like a whole uh, workshop on these themes like we've just really covered the we've brushed over them but there is a lot that needs to happen in supporting the personal to then be able to build like a really um, expansive thriving business mm, yeah such a great point to like anchor into that the business also supports the personal and the personal supports the business mm. um, yeah they really can't can't have one without the other certainly not as service-based online personal brand business owners um yeah maybe e-commerce or something like that but yeah certainly not in a in a personal brand service space so yeah I hope that this conversation has been incredibly nourishing and supportive and given you a few points to really just reflect on in how you bring your person to your business and how your business supports you as a person and if you are listening to this conversation and thinking this whole self-support is something that you would really like to be held in 
as you grow your business in 2024, then we would love to welcome you to apply for our next cohort of Slow. We kick off in April, uh, so there's a little bit of time, but we do have a couple of incredible bonuses for pre-enrollment. So if you join Slow by the end of January, then you will receive two one-to-one calls. So one with Sam and one with myself. You'll receive monthly group coaching support between January and when we kick off in April and access to uh, some of Sam and mine's most popular programs as well. So you can head to the link below in the show notes to find out all the details and to submit your application.